You're listening to Dairy Voice, a podcast exclusively for the dairy industry. One of our sponsors of the Dairy Voice podcast is National DHIA. NDHIA ensures information accuracy and represents their members' interests. They are the direct voice for the dairy information industry. To find out more, go to dhia.org. Welcome to another edition of Showbox Sire's podcast series on the evolution of the great cow. Today, we're introducing our next release bull, uh, which is our bull at Select Sire's 744HO17043 Flash. Flash is the tattoo son out of Oakfield Solomon Footloose, the 96-point world champion cow that goes back to the multiple-time champion Frosty. So Showbox Sires is thrilled to be introducing this bull to the public. He will be available through exclusively through Select Sires starting in the coming weeks. We wanted to fill you in a little on the pedigree. So today we have two people that have been very important in the uh, development of this cow family. Jamie Black, the show herd manager at Oakfield Corners who bred Footloose. And Mike Duckett, my partner in Showbox Sires and also owner of Duckett Holsteins and part owner in Frosty and Footloose as well. So welcome guys, uh, glad to have you on the podcast. So we're gonna start the discussion with uh, with a little bit of the talk of the pedigree of how this bull comes to, comes to be. And one thing I notice is uh, there's a lot of great cows and great bulls in, in this bull's pedigree. Uh, Mike, you've been involved with both sides of the pedigree. You've got, uh, you were the breeder of Tattoo the Sire and the developer of both Frosty and Footloose and the breeder of many of these animals. Tell us a little about, bit about how your excitement about Flash and what you think he brings to the business. Well, certainly uh, a bull that uh, has our breeding on top and bottom at, uh, and two of our most favorite cows. It's cool to see the, the breeding impact from Treasure, uh, a cow that uh, we bought as a young two-year-old. Uh, over the years, she progressively got better at the shows. She, she went from being a borderline nomination to an All-American and a cow that produced Tattoo, which is a bull that uh, has done extremely well for us one of the highest uh, percentage of good plus better offspring in Canada that there's probably ever been and then to have Frosty with all she done for us on the bottom side and now Footloose a cow that we just admire how she year after year she comes back and does her thing and we're just really excited for this bull. Well, good points, Mike. And and I think you brought up the intro into the next topic. You talked about how Durham Treasure got better each year and really developed. Uh, one of the areas I'd like to talk about today is the development of Footloose and how the cows developed. And there's nobody better to talk about that than Jamie Black, who has been involved with Footloose's career really since day one. So welcome, Jamie. And tell us a little bit about uh, how you've watched Footloose develop from a young cow into the cow that you saw 10 days ago at World Dairy Expo. Well, Footloose as a heifer was a, a heifer that maybe didn't stand out in our heifer pens um, until she began uh, became a bred heifer. Uh, she calved as a junior two and had a, a very youthful otter, a cow that had a lot of width, which at the time our show herd her, her lacked a little bit of. Um, the cow continually developed like from the time she calved until we 
you know, began to show her that fall. She was a, a top five junior two at Harrisburg and Madison. And uh, the one thing was footloose from the time she was a, a fresh heifer till the time, you know, till the time we saw her here recently is she always got better every day. She, she's a cow that would uh, get bred, which always made everybody's life easier. You know, you one dose of semen and she was pregnant and you could almost count on uh, being checked pregnant on uh, Preg check day. So uh, a cow that really changed from the time she was fresh as a junior two to when she finished her lactation as a junior two, a cow that masked out and uh, her udder quality got better as she went, went through the, the, her whole lactation, a cow that was extremely persistent in her milk production. And then uh, when the cow, the cow really developed even more between being dry and calving as a junior three. Um, obviously, we showed the cow a little bit uh, during COVID year as a junior three. She didn't get to go to quite as many shows, but uh, a cow that really changed, really changed and really developed and opened up and uh, and and changed in her udder so much um, between the time she was uh, a junior two and a junior three, and and, and continued to develop as as it went along. Uh, she also. Uh, Milked really well as a junior three and, and got pregnant again, first service. Uh, we didn't, we didn't spend a lot of money on semen getting that cow pregnant. She always got bred back at the peak of her lactation and, and continued to develop as, as she did so. That's a great story. And, and I want to dig into that a little more, you know, her, her reproduction, there's cows that, uh, cows that show and then disappear for a couple of years, cows that show and never come back. One thing that's very interesting about Footloose is she's she's been back every single year. Jamie, tell us quickly her performance with you uh, from a breeding standpoint. The cow, uh, the cow would have have her first heat, and we would let her we would let her have that first heat, and then we would breed her off the second heat. And and every time she was a she was a one one service cow. Uh, she was a one service. Heifer, when we bred her the first time, we bred her back in the middle of showing her as a junior two, and then we bred her back again in the middle of showing her as a junior three. And, and the cow, like I said, uh, not only were we putting lots of miles on showing the cow, but uh, she was she was definitely a, a milk cow. A cow, she would show great heats and and uh, would catch first service every time. So we had her. We probably bred her three times with three units of semen. Oh, and Mike, since we've owned the cow and she's been at Duck and Holstein's, uh, give give your experience with uh, with breeding this cow as well. Well, certainly, uh, you can tell Jamie and I are uh, one of our focuses on getting cows bred because uh, we seem almost giddy talking about how a cow breeds off of one straw of semen. It's been the exact same. The cow calved, um, and you give her that first heat and then you we've uh, we've always do cedar sinks here she breeds first service one straw of semen the funny part is last year uh she was bred on august 20th and confirmed pregnant and this year bred august 20th and confirmed pregnant so uh same day same same everything but uh same results she's a very easy to work with cow that's quite a story, and I think it's going to translate into the success of of Flash, her tattoo son. Just a side note, uh, we used Flash last week on an IVF session, and he uh, fertilized 16 good embryos. So I think maybe the, 
fertility of mama is coming right through uh, to her son. The other thing that's interesting about the cow is what she's like to work with. Jamie uh, and Mike, you would both uh, confirm, I think most great cows have an extra gear and uh, uh, Footloose certainly has that. Jamie, give the listeners a quick view of, of what Footloose was like to work with as a young cow at Oakfield Corners. Footloose herself was a, a very easy keeper, a cow that we didn't have to spend a lot of time with making a pet out of her. She, uh, she, she knew what her job was and she did her job well. Uh, she preferred to do it on her own sometimes, but uh, a cow that uh, was, you know, she, she would eat her grain, come in the parlor, eat her grain. The cow, uh, she, knew, she knew exactly what she was supposed to do and uh, she, she, en she enjoyed that as she did it. And Mike, tell us about taking care of Footloose today. I, I wish Logan, your son, was on the call because he feeds her at 10 o'clock every night. And I'd love to hear Logan talking about what she does when she gets her feed at night. But uh, tell us a little about uh, how Footloose is today to work with. She, I think she prefers to be by herself. So, uh, our yes, our little boy, he takes her at 10 o'clock at night and he leads her uh Leads her by the chain over, and uh, we, we feed our show cows every night at 10, to especially through the show season, and uh, she lets him take her, and the cow's really aggressive once she gets to the to the feed tub, but uh, kind of gentle giant until, until that, and then um, she can be headstrong at times. Uh, I think ever, anyone that watched Expo knows that when she wants to go, she goes. That's not a, that's not a bad thing, so... Very similar is what Jamie's seen. Yeah, and, and note, we don't have David Diamond, the guy that gets to lead Footloose in the ring. We don't have him on this call um, because he might not be quite as kind with his words. When Footloose <laughs> turns the corner to go back to the end of the arena and gets the fresh air at Madison, she's got an extra gear and she's going to go. I don't know how we break her of that, guys, but she uh, she's quite a quite a beast when she wants to head home, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, I think I don't think you try to break her. That. I think that's a that's a good quality to have. She uh, she knows what she wants and 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 she does it well. So, so the next piece of this discussion, I just want to go through. Jamie, you and I were talking about this this morning. Fulus didn't get great by chance. She got great because of all the great bulls and great cows in her pedigree. And I'm going to lead this discussion with just a quick a quick history uh, of this cow family. Uh, my good friend Doug Blair did a great study of Footloose's family back to the 1900s when it came over from uh, from Holland. But but one of the interesting things that we find in this pedigree, there was a great cow back in Footloose's pedigree in about the 1950s. Senatora Triune from Raven Glen was the cow. And they called her the Great Black Giant Cow. She sold at a sale in uh, Canada for 7200 back in the 50s, which was phenomenal. And actually, there were a pair of sisters uh, from Princess Triune Cre Creator that actually were nominated All-American or were the All-American Produce of Dam that year. That family is carried through. Raven Glen sold the family to Harview. Uh, in the late, in the mid-50s, uh, Harvey bred the family for years and years. And when I look at this pedigree, um, I see incredible bulls. Mike, talk a little about the bottom side of Tattoo's pedigree for Tokyo and Treasure and what's in, the, what's in that half 
of tattoos pedigree? So with tattoo, even, uh, you know, Tokyo was a gold chip cow that as a milking yearling stood second at world air expo treasure obviously was a Durham. And then behind treasure, you had, uh, Linjet, you had Astri, Astrojet, you know, bulls that tremendous bulls back in their day to, to sire some strength and great udders and, and cows that do, do well at the shows. And, and you know, treasure was always, she was probably a cow that I thought probably had the best udder until Footloose showed up. You know, treasure was 99 to Mamre. We're scoring Footloose here soon. I, I, I think Footloose is the best udder I've ever, ever worked with. That's the kind of cows on both sides of the pedigrees. You, you, you know, great udder, dairy cows, uh, lots of strength, and uh, cows that lived a long time. And I think that's uh, in the two tattoos that we have from Footloose. I, I think you have one now, Tim, and then the other one just sold in our online sale. Lots of strength and power, width all the way through. And I think that's the way the bull probably end up breeding, too. I think that's interesting. Mike, you've touched a lot of great cows, but I think you would say the two greatest uttered cows you've touched are Footloose and Treasure, which both are close by in, in Flash's pedigree. Jamie, uh, from your vantage point, you're a, you're a real student of pedigrees and why cows look like they do. Why does Footloose look like she does and why will Flash breed the way he's going to breed? What do you think about the pedigree that, that makes this cow up? Being a student of the breed and, a, and admiring the breed, when you look at Footloose's pedigree and you start to read her extended pedigree with all the great cows and all the great sires in her pedigree that you see uh, a cow that uh, there's so many one-name cows with Chastity and Treasure and Frosty and and uh, there's just so many so many cows on that extended pedigree that uh, that uh, are one name cows that you don't have to you don't have to read the pedigree you just say their name and everybody in the business knows what you're talking about but you go back to looking at what Mike said about having those two uh, who Mike's worked with as many or more great cows than all of us put together. For him to say Treasure and Footloose are the two greatest uttered cows, I mean, that's something huge to be said. And, and, and you know, without studying and just, just listening to the conversation, like the utter quality and utter texture and, and willing to, willingness to milk and, and hold milk and with Footloose and Treasure, it, it actually, it's a little bit mind-blowing how, how good the udders on these cows from, or daughters of Flash can be. I would agree. And, and Jamie, you brought up great cows in the pedigree and you mentioned some, you know, as I study this pedigree, uh, you know, I see Reagan Crest Barbie and I see Snow and Denise, Snow and Denise's Delia. Um, I see obviously 97 point Frosty. I see Glenn Drummond's Splendor, certainly Chastity, the great cow from Minnesota. The Cheyenne cow goes back in, in tattoos pedigree. And also there's a, there's a cross to a Dean and Atlee and all those cows. So I don't think I've studied a pedigree that there's more champions uh, and more great breeding cows. One of the greatest cows I ever got to work with was a cow in Northwest Pennsylvania, Cadmark Justine, and she go, she's the damn adjure, and that, that all comes through. 
before we turn to how to breed the cow, the other thing that I did, guys, was took a look at the bulls. And just listen to this. It, it is definitely a who's who uh, of the Holstein business of the past three decades. Crush, Dorman, Atwood, Uno. Goldwyn, Goldship, Durham. Linjet, Ashtree, Asterjet. Rudolph, Elton, Shottle. Bootmaker, Sextation, Mark and Bell. Chairman, Tradition, Juror and Roy. Shottle and Solomon. Uh, and then you go to Tattoo himself, who is the probably the hottest bull for type going in the breed. So I think as we talk about this cow's pedigree and this bull's pedigree, um, it certainly is all in there. So last, before we move on, guys, our listeners are going to want to know, how do we use this bull to make the best cattle? Jamie, give us a couple ideas of bulls that you think Flash will cross really well on. But just looking at what, what's popular in the show ring now, he didn't uh, have a lot of direct crosses to Goldwyn, but any any kind of Goldwyn blood, any kind of Unix, Lambda, any uh, Dorman, anything like that that just needs utter quality, utter texture, this, this, this bull is going to, this bull is going to improve that. They're going to be open. They're going to have long frames, loads of show ring style. But I, I, I believe like if you believe in cow families, you believe in great cows and you believe in breeding. I don't know how this bull can't make the most beautiful udders that, uh, that we're looking for. And Mike, if you're going to give advi advice to listeners on how you think you'd use him to breed the great one, uh, what what thoughts would you have? Well, in the world with many lambdas, I think he's actually a, a textbook mating for a lot of the lamb, lambda blood, uh, even even the unstoppables. And I think there's a lot of uh, good to come out of both sides of the pedigree of this bull. So I and there's a lot of lambdas out there to get bred. So I think, uh, I think he's textbook mating for the lambdas. Well, I think that gives our listeners many, uh, many great avenues to take with breeding this bull. Jamie, just one, one final comment as we sign off here from this podcast. Tell us a little about uh, one of the highlights of uh, Oakfield's show history. You've, you've had champion red and white that you bred you've had champion black and white that you bred the true breeding establishment at oakfield might have hit their high at madison uh last week tell us a little about uh, about that jamie this year we were first senior best three and it was really fun to have two sisters in the senior best three and it's a it's a true testament to the breeding of the cow family footloose and her beamer sister were members of our our, our winning senior best three, uh, that, that certainly I know for me and for Jonathan Alicia was a huge, a huge highlight and a huge uh, feather in their cap for what they do every day. Uh, and, and to have those two sisters, those two extremely dairy quality uttered cows in our senior best three, along with another Solomon that uh, we like a lot as well, having them in the best three, uh, that, that's definitely been the, one of the biggest highlights since uh, since we've started here. Well, hats off to you and your team, Jamie, on one of the great accomplishments in this business, uh, having best three females at Madison. And we thank you for, for being on the podcast. Mike, just to wrap up, uh, tell us what's next for Footloose. Well, Footloose is um, confirmed pregnant, as we said before. Um, 
we just got home from World Air Expo and we're uh, gearing up to to go go north to Canada. We're gonna we're gonna go to the Royal, and then when we get home, we're going to um, IBF for some uh, to make a few more daughters because uh, it seems to be that the world's telling us they're pretty uh, hot commodity and. And uh, having a partner that likes to sell things, we we don't have enough footlooses around here. That's kind of what the plan is right now, and uh, we're looking forward to taking her back out. Very good. Well, thank you to two guys that are instrumental in the success of this great cow family. The bull that will be at Select Sires from Showbox Sires called Flash, uh, we believe will become a household name and will be available exclusively from Select Sires. We thank you for joining us on this uh, podcast of the release of our new bull, and we uh, look forward to welcoming you to more podcasts in the future.